0: This episode is a bit different than what I typically put out. Typically, you hear me interviewing other amazing guests about how uh, they can help you and me just better in uh, work and parenting and social media, all the things that come with being a parent and a wife, uh, partner and business owner. And so I wanted to share an episode that I was on with the cup of Queens. And I sat down with Paige, Alexander and Sarah Kellen for their show. And their show is all about how everyone fills their cup with something different. And whether it be wine or coffee or a shot of whiskey, the cup of Queens wants to fill their listeners cup up with motivation, encouragement, empowerment, and inspiration. And they interview local business owners and entrepreneurs and just queens overall, which I was very honored to be considered for the show. And we talked about lots of tips and go over some stories on how to motivate uh, each other and ourselves on how to be you know, better all around. And so I wanted to share this fun episode with you. I had an amazing time on their show and... I thought that you would really enjoy seeing another side of, of me and hearing what I have to say. And so I started Chaos and Cookies after a variety of events that were in my life, and I couldn't be dependent on others. And so when I realized that organization would be essential for keeping my life moving for me and my family, I really wanted to share in some of that, I am very personal on this episode. So if you wanted to see that side a little bit more, uh, you will enjoy that piece of this, of this podcast. And I talked a lot about how to keep, you know, our household functioning at a high level of effectiveness, both in time saving organization, tips, tricks, and then, uh, just keeping them simple and practical so we can implement them in our daily life. So I hope you enjoy this, this fun podcast episode. And, uh, please comment and share once, uh, you know, you listen to it and let me know what you guys thought. Enjoy.
1: Hey everybody, you're now listening to Cup of Queens with Paige and Saray, and today we're so excited to talk with Heather, who started Chaos and Cookies after a variety of events led her to understand that she can't be dependent on others. With that, she realized organization would be essential in keeping life moving for her and her family. Heather talks with us about ways to keep your household functioning at a high level of effectiveness, both in time-saving and organization. Heather's tips and tricks are not only simple, but practical to implement in your everyday life. So grab your cup and enjoy. Hello. Hello.
0: Hi. So sorry. <clears throat> I, I got the email and I tried like three different links. <clears throat> no problem. Zoom
1: always has a way of just not being consistent, making it hard for people.
0: Never. I mean, it's, it's insane. And I appreciate you guys pushing back. I got stuck at an a eye doctor appointment.
1: <laughs> oh, that's the worst. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No. And I was like, it's like I got my kids and I'm like just struggling. So I appreciate you guys pushing back. Thank you.
1: Well, and that's what we want to talk with you about today is all of the ways in which you have helped women, moms organize their life and be able to capitalize on the most of their time. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of all that we know. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how how you started this. Sure. So um
0: I dabble in organization and time management and kind of juggling everything with lots of stuff going on um, with little time. And so I help clients uh focus on what they need and finding time to really carve out like power hour or really understand like what they can take on and what they can't. So, um, I also have a chaos control system. And so I started that and it's coming out and it's new. Um, I'm going through a divorce. It was a very, um, abusive relationship. I'm now a single parent, three kids, lots of crazy stuff. And so I created a plan in order to be as prepared as possible. So if someone needed to leave a situation. They wouldn't feel like they had to depend on someone else. Or if maybe their spouse did get hurt or injured or, you know, heart attack, they would be prepared to be able to take it on as well or bring someone in to help us, you know, to take the stress on. So there's a lot of different parts to that. So just being as self-sufficient as you possibly can and preparing for the worst and hoping for the best.
1: that's really great and really incredible. Also kudos to you for, um, handling all of that and (laughs) on the other end, stronger and braver and as just a great support system for your kids. So
0: yes, it's, it's this year will be the year where we're, you know, working through it. As soon as it's finished, I'll be able to start talking about like the real reason why chaos and cookies is really what it is. Uh, but for now it's kind of, You know, on lockdown. But I mean, for me personally, I just had to always be prepared for uh, very unpredictable situations. And so, being able to handle those situations or making the decisions uh, because I was home alone a lot. My my um, soon to be ex was he traveled all the time, so I had to make the you know I have to know how to like change the air filters and you know plumbing and things that come up that moms should know either a way to do it on, the, on their own or when it's time to call a plumber or wait for their spouse to get home. So just having some knowledge about their home and running it like a business is very important.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so what has been your the area where maybe you have helped women, moms, individuals navigate through really stressful situations? Do you have any examples
0: so there's a couple of things I've learned. I've taught them how to be more multi, like multitask. Like I fold my laundry while I wait for my kids in the carpool. You know, I I have to sit in one spot at home. Might as well just do it in my car. Fold laundry for the 45 minutes because you can't get out of the car now because COVID. And so now I'm, I fold that. So then when I get home, I like hand it to my kids. They, they go off and it's like, all right, go put it away. And there's simple skills like, um, you know, those like shoe organizers that like hang from the rack. You could do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, put all the clothes for the week for your kids. So then oh. when they get up in the morning, they can go and grab it. So mom can have like an extra 10 minutes and not argue with them about what needs to be worn because guess what? It's already there. They already know what to do, and you don't have to be like, "Why are you wearing that? It's fifty degrees outside." You know things like that. So it it frees them up. It it makes them more proactive than reactive. So Mm -hmm. tools uh, of that nature, just thinking a little bit outside of the box to make things work for them.
1: Yeah that is or like, like
0: the cooking I thing. I just
1: like, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to start planning my outfits. Yeah, like that.
0: I mean, you could just, just grab it and go. And so it's like, if you have like crazy sock day on Wednesday, you put the crazy socks in the Wednesday. So then they're not the kid that shows up to school without it. You know, those yeah. things come up. Like I have very young c- kids also like when you're cooking, you know, if you, uh, Go and grab all the things at the grocery store. You get the one onion and the one thing here, here, and then it's floating around the drawer. Well, if you have like little containers like in your fridge, you can and just group like you need a whisk, you need a potato peeler, you need the seasoning, you need this, 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 this. You put it on in the in, like a bin. And you put it in the fridge, and so when you go to cook it, you just pull the bin out. It's all there. So then you're not going around the the kitchen for 20 minutes, grabbing this, grabbing that. Oh, I crap, I'm out of this. Like I didn't check. And so it's all right there. So then you just cook. So it, it, it takes you 20 minutes instead of like 40. So just ways to make, get proactive and, and prepare yourself in simple ways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what are different tips and tricks that you've, you know, read about or learned throughout the years? What are those different resources that you, um, utilize for your clients?
0: So I really harp on timers. Like I have a, and it's like a physical timer. It's not like on your phone that you could just push snooze. So I have like an hourglass. And so I'll turn that. And so I have two of them and they're 10 minutes a piece. And so if I like go on social, I'll flip it. I'll, you know, keep that. So then when it's out, it's out. And so it's a physical reminder. It's right there. It's not something you can kind of just easily snooze because you're already on your phone. And just utilizing tools like that to keep yourself accountable, um, create those, do not, you know, do not disturb lists where it's like, I'm only going to check my email at like nine, 12 and three and just keeping to time blocking and scheduling and, and making sure that you're keeping those appointments like a doctor's appointment. Even like if it's just yoga for yourself or marking it off, you know, stop pushing it off. But it's also very important that moms show their kids that if they're working, they're working hard for something and and modeling that behavior, but also showing a little bit of flexibility and leeway in case something happens where it's like, okay, I can give this up and then I can do it tomorrow. And just knowing which things can wait and which things should just be done.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I would imagine, I mean, all these tips that you're giving are things that you probably turn into habits where i just, I know I'm going to plan out the outfits, uh, you know, in the bins every Sunday. So with that being said, what is like, give us a day. What is a day from morning to night look like for you and kind of t- walk us through maybe some of those areas where you save time on a daily basis? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, wow. So I'm very regimented. Yeah. I feel like kids need to be very regimented as well. They really like to understand what's coming next um, because life is so unpredictable already. So if they can predict at least the small things, it's so much easier. So like at nighttime, I'll, you know, we'll do bedtime. I'll go from one, like each room at the same, you know, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. We do our thing. We, we, um, we read, we, go to bed. I do the script. They all say one more minute. I come back in. I do one more minute. Then I leave. That's it. <laughs> so I'll usually, I'll, I'll do uh, lunches at night. So I'll have everything packed. It'll be in the fridge. So then when the kids get up in the morning, all of them have alarms that are set for 6.15 in the morning. And so when their alarm goes off, they know to get out. They need to get up, get dressed. I have tried checklists where they can actually physically check off, like brush teeth check. Get dress check it's very um, it's something that they can participate in and have accountability with. and then they'll go through it. it keeps them accountable. lets me get up, I'll work out and um, be ready for the day. come in, we'll make sure and if I need to prepare breakfast, I'll do it the night before so it's laying out so that I'm already ahead. And then after morning routine we'll go to school. And then after school, I'll come home and I'll either work out if I didn't get it in before or I'll come home and I'll start doing you know chores around the house. I'll keep my house very clean. I'll, do, I'll look at my calendar. It's all color-coded. Everything is color-coded. <laughs> <What> i <kind laughs> look at my calendar. It looks like a rainbow.
1: Do you use a certain calendar? We love that kind of stuff. So yeah. I'm just I'm curious. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I have two. So Google. Google Calendar is great. And then Cozy. C-O-Z-I. Right? That, yeah. Everything is color coded. Each kid has a color. I have a color. You can share it with people. Like my nanny has a copy and so she can put her stuff in. And then I also have like a whiteboard and everything's on there too. And it's the same color as it is on my calendar. So if the kids see green or if my daughter sees purple, she'll know that there's something that day for her. She might not be able to read it, but she can see it. And so, oh, We got something that day or I could just take a quick glance and be like, oh, like we've got a bunch going on for these three kids. So color coding is huge and time blocking and just I'm a big planner. I'm a planner. I am. And so throughout the day, I, you know, I set my alarm for two thirty, which I know that means I have to go get the kids to school. If I'm not picking them up, at least I know what time it is. So then I can plan when they're going to come home. I usually try to have dinner ready and or planned. Um, and then they come home, we do our homework and we go right into bath and then they have dinner and then we kind of start winding down seven o'clock every day. Yeah. So I like to be done by eight. Like yeah. I try to set a goal for me, like eight, eight, 15, because that's my time. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you want to stay up and read in your room, but I'm done. <laughs> we're
1: not, you know, we're <laughs> done here. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Especially when you're doing it on your own. Um, I mean, I have a nanny, so she helps me, but like as a parent, like you're only spread so thin. And so you really have to just be, it's super hard to be like mom and dad. So it's like, mommy's done. Like I got to go feed three dogs and let them out and go clean up after them too. And then mommy needs to go to bed and be okay for tomorrow and start the next day. So really also talking through that with them as well.
1: Yeah. So how do you find the motivation to continue to, um, stay consistent on, um, I guess your own organizational habits?
0: So I like to know where things are. It drives me crazy. I don't like clutter. I can do clutter behind like a closed door. Like if it's behind a closet, I'm like, I don't care how messy it looks. Like if I don't have to look at it, but if I have to look at it, I cannot deal. So I found that it's time consuming to get things organized because you have to be really like, do I want it here? Do I want it there? How do I want it? What kind of bin do I want to use? But once it's organized, it's very easy to keep up with, in my opinion, because when something's out of place, like when I go into a drawer and I'm like looking for something, I'm like, like yesterday, actually, I went to go and make a peanut butter sandwich and we have a brand new nanny and she put the bread in a different place. It's not in the bread section. And I have a bread section in my pantry. Everything's very labeled, clear containers. It's very easy to know where it goes. And I was like, how am I out of bread? I would have bought some. It's, and- there's none in my back stock. This morning I found it and I was like, oh, she had put it in like a different bin. And I was like, no, it goes right here. Now I feel better. I'm not crazy. I knew I had bread. But like when you put it there, I, you know, you just don't know. So there's a place for everything. So it's very easy to either pick things out there are not in place mm-hmm. or keep things going. And so once it's organized and it's the way you like it, it's very important to maintain it because it, it just brings you a sense. I think for me, it like brings me a sense of peace. Like yeah. It's nothing like walking into the pantry and seeing all the snacks, like stacked nicely, like the yes. applesauce pouch bin, like fully stocked. And it's like, okay, it's good. So then also the kids know, like, this is our section and we can get this. And I can also visually see that I need to refill it or, you know, so, I take everything off containers, you know, in, in the pantry. Like I take everything out of boxes mm-hmm. and I'll line them up even on like the, on the, uh, on the shelf because it's a visual thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, cause it's a visual reminder. Cause yeah. isn't it the worst when you go in somewhere and you're like, Oh great. We still have it. And the box is empty. Cause yeah. someone was lazy and didn't want to like toss the box away. i
1: <laughs> the time. I'm like, we forgot to throw that away because that's <laughs> Back. Right. So, oh, so you take
0: everything out of the box. So then there's no boxes. So then when you run out, like you can see that you're running out.
1: Mm-hmm. That's such a simple. I need to start doing the bins. Yeah. like the clear. I know, but okay. it's hard. Speaking of bins and you know, you mentioned your planners and even like the shoe rack, these mm-hmm. different things that you utilize. Are there any other cool gadgets or tools that not only help you stay organized, but also, excite you to stay organized. I feel like I need some fun stuff like yeah. that in order to get <laughs> excited to organize. So, what what other tools or gadgets do you use that you find actually helpful?
0: So, I really like, like I said, the shoe rack. For, I mean, you could use this for shoes too. Um, I really like functional organization, like the cubes and things. And the key to organizing your home and keeping it. To where if we have kids, there's toys everywhere, right? Or you want to, there's storage of some sort. And so if you have kids like me, like I have little ones. And so they're bringing toys all over the place. And so I really like functional storage, but it's also where the where you put it. So it's very important to put it in the entrance of any room, except for maybe your bedroom or kitchen or wherever you don't want toys. So say like you have a game room or an office, you put a one of those ottomans or maybe those you know cube like you know storage shelves that's you'll put it against the wall by a door for two reasons one when you have guests right you want that instagram look you want that beautiful like oh look at like it's very neat and tidy yeah so the storage will hide the mess but when you walk into the room it's behind you so no one's seeing the kids stuff or whatever storage you have. Right. So that's one reason you walk in, you see it. The second reason is like, if they were to take out toys or games, or if you have like a bunch of blankets when you're picking it up, when you're walking out of the room, it's right there. So you're not going back and forth. It's very easy for you to, Hey, grab that toy and walk out, put it away on the way out. So they're not taking an extra trip or deviation because kids, you know, you give them two, God forbid three steps, like, (laughs) it's like you're repeating yourself 16 times. And so it's like, all right, grab that, put it away, go out the door. So it's also more efficient. And so it's about placement Mm because I have three kids. If you walked into my house, you would know I would have kids because I have drawings and things, but there's not toys everywhere because I can't stand it. It's like, I cannot look at them. It's either in a storage unit somewhere, like in my, in, in the space, or I'll keep like a main bin in my kitchen. And listen, like they'll bring stuff out. They'll leave it. Like they left like two Spider-Man dolls this morning. And I'm like, really? Like in a water bottle. It's like, did we need that before school? No. Will you go put that away? Well, we're going to be late. So I'll just take care of it. So I'll take things throughout the day while I'm home and put it in the main bin, in the main space. And so at the end of the day, check the bin guys, because that's your stuff. And so yeah. it needs to be empty. And so they'll go in there and take whatever I've collected throughout the day that they've left behind. They will go put it away, not me, but it's at least not scattered all over the place waiting for them to get home. That is
1: genius. That is yeah, that's a really good <laughs> idea. That is so it, simple it keeps them
0: perfect. accountable. So you're not like cleaning up after them, like where you're putting it away for them. But you're cleaning it up for your sanity and you're putting in one, I would say like consolidating into one space, Yeah. kind of like that dining room table that you pour all your crap on, (laughs) right? Well, instead of that, you just have a bin and it's there. And then it's like, guys, check the bin before you go to bed because guess what? Whatever's left in the bin is mine. (laughs)
1: <laughs> going to the garbage or it's going to my room. Yeah. yeah that's yeah a great way to put it. Mm-hmm.
0: Or even like, I even say like toy purgatory too. So if you have, do you have little kids? No, neither of us. None of you guys have no. kids. Well, this is something that you guys can practice later. So <laughs> when, or maybe nieces and nephews. So typically when you have toys or things that they love, but then they haven't like played with it in like six months, six months is like the good rule. Um, <laughs> typically if you're cleaning it out in front of them, they're like, oh, they have a newfound love for it. Yes. Like, like, the, like the rattle, the baby rattle that they don't need. Cause they're eight, like <laughs> you're not eight months old. So things like that. Um, if there's toys out there that you think they're going to miss, like I have a, I have a son, he remembers everything. Yeah. He loves everything. So I can't get rid of anything, but if I, think that he might be over it. I'll put it in like toy purgatory is what it's called. So I'll put it like away. And if he doesn't mention it within six months, it's gone. And if he does like, Oh, I can't find my bunny. And I know the bunny is in purgatory. I'll be like, Oh buddy, like we'll go look for it. And then you're the hero. You find the bunny miraculously (laughs) in toy purgatory. You pull it out. And it's like, good. I'm glad I didn't get rid of that because he still loves it. And so then you, you know, so you know, that was a good keep. So kind of cycling through those because kids just, there's so much stuff between birthday parties and Christmas uh-huh. and so everything. There's so much. It's like, you can't, and sometimes I'll, t- this is a secret. They don't know this. Uh, <laughs> if they get gifted things and I know that they won't open it, I'll keep it. And I'll like regift it later <laughs> or it'll just, appear one day like surprise like look what mommy got you and
1: they don't know
0: i mean i think i have a game of twister that's been sitting in the closet for two years and they've never opened it
1: oh yeah one
0: day they'll want it and i won't have to go pay for it you know thinking you know keeping things like that or cycling through toys (laughs) you know because they get bored and then if you bring it back later they'll have a newfound love and then you don't have to buy again
1: yeah yeah
0: totally wow
1: i'm I'm going to need to listen to this and maybe like a couple years. A couple down here, years. But yes. <laughs> this is good. for yeah. Especially our listeners who do have kids. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they feel that, but being that you, you are a mom and you've, it sounds like have probably navigated this system very well. I'm sure there's been times where you haven't navigated it perfectly. I know oh, perfect. yeah. mothers that it, it just isn't, yeah. doesn't go that way. So We do have a segment on our show called As You Shouldn't, where we want to hear from our guests a time that you did something that maybe you shouldn't have, but you learned from it. Yeah. Oh, hmm.
0: lots of times, Um, you know, there's a. I was asked this once. It was like, what's something that you've done that you wouldn't have told anybody before, And I've totally taken things out of the top of the trash and like put it back because it didn't touch anything. It was a mistake, something like that. And you just were like, eh, (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) Or like when you're um, using the bread slicer and you don't wash it off, you just wipe it on your shirt and put it right back in the thing. Right. I mean, we all do those types of things. But I would say when it comes to like what I should or should not have done, that's tough because parenting is such a learning experience. Mm -hmm. Every child is different. And so what I would do with one, I wouldn't do with the other. So I guess what I have learned is honesty is the best way for kids to learn and understand Mm -hmm. because The situation that I'm in right now, my eight-year-old is not stupid. They are kids. They aren't privy to adult things, but they're not stupid. They're very – they watch everything we do. Mm -hmm. So you really can't fool them. So I have learned – one time I had told him, like, this – just convoluted thing. And it sounded a little bizarre. And I thought it was a good idea to just tell him about a situation in a kid-like manner and he wasn't buying it. And so this time around, um, it happened a few weeks ago. I had to explain a very adult situation to him. And I was very honest with him and he completely understood it to the point where he was like, okay, Like he was very upset about something that was taking a long time. And I had to explain to him, like, there's a lot of adults involved. It can take a while. Sometimes things just don't go the way that we think they are. And we have to be patient. But this is why. And I explained it to him in a very uh, PG way. And he accepted my answer so well that I felt like if I were to have just sugarcoated it and like swept under the rug and try to make him, you know, understand it in a different way. He would have not trusted me. He would have sniffed it out. He would have been confused. And me being very honest has really helped the situation. Now, obviously you leave out details, but you keep it very basic and it helps them trust you. And they're like, okay. And they can kind of accept it a little bit more. So I've learned that not to lie or to sugarcoat things. If you can do it in a way of honesty that's appropriate.
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. That's a really good answer. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: If that makes sense. I mean, you know, it's very difficult, like going through a divorce. There's a lot of moving parts. And when there's a lot of um, big adult issues, they just want to be kids. And so trying to keep them as kids as much as you can while navigating such a complicated situation that I'm in They don't understand. Like, I don't want them to think that I'm doing it or that I'm, you know, keeping them from something. So I try to explain, like, it's out of everyone's control. Like, I understand you're frustrated and that you're feeling this way and I feel frustrated. That is life. And so we're just going to have to work through it. And so just to be like keeping that line of communication open is so much better than just being like, hey, like it's, it's an adult thing. Don't worry about it go on about your day, it feels very dismissive and then they aren't being acknowledged. And so I've learned that throughout. Totally. I think that also is with adults too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? absolutely.
1: Everyone wants honesty. That's the best policy. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we also have a really fun game, which we did send you, but it's it's fun because we were like coming up with different scenarios and we're like, okay, I would really love an answer for this or for this. So um we're gonna give you like five different scenarios. Um and we would love if you could give us some tips and tricks on how people could stay organized and on task for each of these.
0: Ooh. Years. All right, here we go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this one for me, I struggle with <laughs> a little bit, maybe a little bit. So a cluttered car.
0: Ooh. Okay. couple things. Laundry baskets do wonders. Okay. So if you grab those like collapsible laundry baskets that flatten, keep them in your trunk. Mm,
1: awesome. And so
0: I like to put groceries in there. It keeps them from sliding around. The worst thing is when you like open up your trunk and like the milk falls out
1: mm.
0: or you're hoping and praying and does it doesn't fall out from like the side like your side yes. door when you shove it in the back seat. Yeah. So putting like a some sort of container in your trunk. Also, um, I like a lot of those like mesh bags and I label a lot of things. So keeping like your registration and things like in your glove compartment, um, but keeping very – Organized with like in the trunk or keeping yeah. big spaces open where you can throw things in. So, also, like when you take your groceries, you can just grab the basket and take it inside. Mm-hmm. You're not grabbing every bag
1: and making and taking breaks.
0: it inside. If you're in Austin, they don't have bags, like they, they don't, you have to bring your own bags or purchase bags here in Austin. So, it's much better just to put the groceries in the laundry basket and just take them inside and then unload there and then bring the basket
1: back that is genius genius yeah I'm literally <laughs> really going before. to do that the amount of times that I carry in like I refuse to make two trips and it's so- <laughs> me
0: too <And> you cut up <laughs> the circulation of your arm because oh, you got 16 yeah.
1: bags on your arm I'm like oh my god it's so
0: heavy boat break basket that's <laughs> all just grab the collapsible ones you can get them. Nice. At anyway, Target. Amazon. Yeah. And you, and you can stack multiple and then you pull them up and you put them everything. It, it, it could even be like when you're loading cars, like at a volunteer or some, yeah. like your kids' stuff, like backpacks and things, like shoving in yeah. all that stuff or sports gear.
1: Totally. Yeah. Boom.
0: Right there. Laundry baskets are the way to go.
1: All right. You ace that one. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Next one. You're working from home, but the kids are homesick with you. A lot of people working from home now and that scenario now comes up. So now how do you navigate staying organized while also parenting at the same time?
0: So I did a color coding system because my kids at the time when they were virtual learning for COVID and things, I still had podcasts. I was on, you know, zoom calls. So having like a sign system, whether that be a color, like a red, red means do not come in. Mommy's busy because maybe they can't read because stay out. Does it, (laughs) they don't understand what that means. Right. Or the stop sign. So having some sort of coloring system where it's like green means it's okay for you to come in or red means no, like mommy's busy come back in a minute. Um, Or even if you have it on your desk, it's like a visual symbol for them where you're not having tell them something um and and also just explaining it to them that way and i would also say to carve out some time to check in with the kids uh knowing like you know everyone has control over their schedule somewhat mm-hmm. and if you are honest with your boss or your clients like hey my kids are sick I can only do 45 minutes. I, you know, I have another meeting in 15 minutes and I need to take that time. You just need to shorten it a little bit, Mm -hmm. set the expectation because you also don't want to do business with people that don't agree with your morals and your values. So like when I walk into a meeting, I keep my phone on. I say, Hey, listen, I'm going to put my phone on the table. If it rings, it's my kids. I will have to take it, mm-hmm. but it's. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. That my my phone is here. I am here present. But you set the expectation ahead of time. And same thing with the kids. Like they have to understand that because you're homesick, doesn't mean that mommy doesn't work. Right. 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 Like when they had half days or like a day off of of school, I would explain like, this is still a work day for mom. So just because you're home doesn't mean mommy doesn't work. Like we work when you're gone. We still work when you're here. So just explaining it to them a little bit. Yeah, Yeah, definitely.
1: Okay. What about, so you have a big presentation tomorrow, but you still have to fit in a workout.
0: Okay. So I will either, if I have to prepare I'll either do my, so I, do, I work from home, I work out in my closet. Um, I'll either work out while listening to something that I need to prepare for or I'll work out and I'll, I mean, I can have like a laptop. Everyone has a phone and a laptop or an iPad or something, right? So I'll put one on one piece of thing and one on another. Like one time I worked out, but I also need to listen to a conference. So I had the workout on silent Following along while I listened to the presentation. So I was listening and working out at the same time. So I was able to multitask. So if I have to prepare for something, or I need to get on a meeting, but I maybe just have to listen to something, I'll listen to that and then work out visually.
1: Yeah. That's that good. is like That's multitasking yeah. to the max. I I've done guess. it. <laughs> I, don't, I will try. I'm a little afraid of it. <laughs> well, if you have like, a, like
0: for for instance, my workouts are all video. Like I watch as I do. I don't necessarily need to hear her. Yeah. I can maybe look, I look at it ahead of time. I'll look at the workout, like written out, like, okay, it's three sets of this and that. So when I'm watching the move, I know how many I need to do or roughly. And so I can follow without being so super ingrained while being in tune with whatever I need to to prepare for.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Genius. Uh (laughs) These are all such good tips. And I know that all of our listeners are going to want to hear from from you more. So tell us where they can connect with you, how they can follow along, learn more of your tips and tricks, give us all of the details that we can link.
0: Sure. so um, lots of places, mainly Instagram. I live on Instagram. I teach my clients how to use Instagram quickly and efficiently, like the keyboard like task. I don't know if you guys know this. So if you're an Instagram person, here's a quick tip for Instagrammers. or um, on if it's an Apple phone, I pardon, you know, I apologize for any Android users. It is in the Android. There is a way to do it. I'm just going to tell you the Apple way. If you go into your settings, go to general keyboard and go to text replacement, you can go and make phrases. And so the shortcut can be like minor, middle, major, uh, food, workout, whatever hashtags that you like to use for social, right? Mm -hmm. We probably typically use the same ones. So like if I put chaos, I could spit out all of like my brand specific ones, right? That I'll always use. So if you put the phrase, all the things, all the, all all the so there's no typos, you're not typing out 30 hashtags, you put them all in your phrases and then the shortcut will just be a quick little like chaos club for me is CC. I could just type CC, it'll come up and I can click it and it spits it all out. Quick and easy way to spit out hashtags or any type of phrase in your keyboard text replacement.
1: Wow. So
0: I teach those types of things, like how to like post quick, Mm -hmm. you know, I do a lot of how to demos. So at the Heather Greco or at chaos and cookies, either, either handle one has more Instagram tips and reels and funny stuff for moms and business owners. And the other one is organization mom, um, you know, being more organized and scheduling. And so I also have a podcast chaos and cookies podcast, uh, lots of different books that you can read. Um, it's all for moms and business owners. It's very well rounded and, um, I'm on Facebook. So, and chaosandcookies.com.
1: Yay. Well, love we'll it. link all that. I love that. I'm excited to share more, um, stuff throughout the week for your episodes so people can connect and learn more. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much, much for all of this good insight. Like we said, we'll be Sharing all the links, send us anything yeah. that we can share with our followers and listeners throughout the week of your episode because I-, I want the tips selfishly. Yeah. <laughs> oh.
0: As well. oh, good. No, it's, I mean, they, I have like pretty good ones, pretty good hacks. They're quick and easy. It, they're simple tricks, like the big Costco rice bags. Like, if you cut a V into it, you can tie it a knot so that it doesn't go bad you know, ways to save money and time. And it's simple stuff like how to, you know, even just like how to fasten a chip bag without a chip clip. I mean, it's so, so,
1: so, so, silly. And so needed. Yeah, <laughs> Right,
0: right. Just little stupid stuff like that that people love or putting game boards. Like um, I've put, there's a TikTok or like a reel on there. I use the big mesh Amazon bags and I cut the the label off of the box of the game board and I tape it on the side of the bag. I put all the game pieces in the mesh bags and then I put it in like one of those cubes. It saves so much space than just all the like game board boxes. Wow. Yeah. And right. then we save some space. So stuff like that, you can find anywhere.
1: I need yeah. it all. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the 2022. Yes. It's yes. gonna be our guys. But- seriously thank you so much we really appreciate it and can't wait for everyone to hear this
0: thank you ladies i appreciate it bye bye Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. I know this was a special, unique one. I hope you learned a lot and got to know me a little bit better. And I look forward to uh, dropping our next episode of the podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast.